I'm wondering if you can help me. I've hit a point where everything that I'm playing, everything that I'm doing, all, th all these games, I'm just bored. Nothing is new. It feels like everything is just so stale and I'm feeling like life's becoming a bit mundane. Will there be hope for me? Is there something fun to come? Ooh, I am Henry, the fortune teller of Gamingdale, and I am here to answer your questions. Let me close my eyes and open my third. I am looking into the future of gaming. I am looking through a website called Google, and I am finding an article, multiple articles about what's to come. Oh my god. And that's what we're going to tell you about this week on Easy Mode. Wow, great performance again. Every week we, we wow, nail it. We, Everybody, that's I really Henry was, we K. We were a character for that one. We, yeah, that's Henry K. He's coming for an Oscar. If not that, an Emmy. And that's Delay Dale. She's bored with gaming, but we're here to give her the solutions. Actually, the psychic. I love the psychic, Henry. I got the chills as you were doing that. And this is Easy Mode, the professionally casual gaming podcast. Yes. Yes. And this week is not about um, the power of fortune telling, but it is about <laughs> the future of gaming and some technology and some innovation that is um, there's been recent news about that we yes. would love to share with you. It's tech to come. And honestly, yes. there I I was blown away. And also Henry's section is pretty fun too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, um, this... I, I like knowing what's like in the industry and keeping up to date with stuff in the field that we're working with. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get so focused on games that we're like, oh, sometimes it's more than like there's a bubble outside of the game. There's like the tools that help us get to those games, that help us play those games, um, that we play those games on. Um, and that technology, especially right now in a time of um, innovation and progress in the world, uh, there is always more to come. There's always something new. There's always the next best thing. So um, let's tell where we can tell you a little about that today. Yeah, let's dive. I always say let's dive into it, but I'm trying to say something about like the future. Let's go there. Let's um, track to the future too into this episode. <laughs> when I tell you my mind was blown reading this article, gathering this facts, I am shooketh for the changes that are coming. To tech and the future of gaming, the, the video games. You know how like previously, you know, years ago, we're like, whoa, this is groundbreaking. The graphics, yes. everything is like no other. What I'm about to share and that this is thanks to you because I didn't even know about it. You're like, you should talk about this. I'm like, Bet, I'm going to do my research. Uh, I, I cannot believe the images I was looking at. So let's begin because all of you are like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> Dale is talking about Unreal Engine 5 which is Epic's new game launcher. Mm -hmm. It's set to add a new suite of options and seemingly ease the process of game development for developers that are both small and large. Love that. We do. There's the ease of use plus a dramatically improved tool set, which includes multiple features designed to save time for developers. It can lead to development methods that look vastly different from previous generations. So when I first read this, I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. I actually have no idea. Until I, you know, <laughs> what do these deeper. words mean? Like, I don't understand. I'm not a game developer. I don't know what's going on. But now I do. Okay? So. <laughs> <laughs> but now she is a game developer, everyone. Watch out. So the Dale big, Souls is coming out. Dale Souls. <laughs> actually, Dale Souls, would you like to be a boss in that? Or would you like to be an ally? I wanna, 
I want to be an NPC. Okay. And I'll be like, she's over there. The sass. And that's it. I just, I'm sad. I just tell you where, I tell you where Dale is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's moved, actually. She's over there now. <laughs> Go get her if you want. She's not in a good mood. <laughs> the way that you'd be so right and yet so wrong. But I digress. So the biggest changes that Unreal Engine 5 introduces include Nanite, which is Unreal's ge- geometry system, Lumen, it's their updated lighting system, and advancements in both data streaming and uh, in the world and data streaming. So mm. this is only the beginning. Like what I'm about to explain is only the beginning. They also include changes to physics, fluid simulations, character animations, AI operations, and many more. Like there's just a lot to come and I'm very excited about it. So let's talk about what Nanite is. Do you know anything about what I just said? Any of the words? Do you know anything about that? I know. I know Lumen means light. Mm-hmm. Like as a word, I don't know what it means to this game. And then Nanite, I think that was like something in like Spider Man or Iron Man. Is that something like what they're the things I, are made of? Like I don't Nanite know. Or, I, I don't know. Something. I've never Nanite's seen like that. a or like little Nanite robots. Like that's in something that like they all make some. I don't know. That's I, that's the only thing I can think of when I think of Nanite. Like little robots or like some sort of like hard material. I don't know. Uh okay, let me tell you what it is about. Uh, so Nanite, it promises limited, uh, limitless geometry. So what that means is that full quality assets contain millions of tiny triangles, which can be created or imported within Unreal 5. And it has tiny hits to the comp- uh, to performance compared to before. So it really just, bam, increases the quality. So according so to, like- oh, sorry. Let me, so let me like continue this. Higher, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let me continue this so I can explain <laughs> a little bit more it, before yeah. I get there. So according to the studio technical director at the Coalition, Gears 5, Kate Raynor, in a recent interview, she says Nanite enables full quality movie assets to be rendered in real time. That means that the artist can create assets with tens of millions polygons scalable to scenes with millions, uh, billions and billions. The details are incredible, more than 100 times what was possible. So remember how earlier I was like, the, the gra- everything looks so realistic. And I was saying, yeah. I looked at some of these photos and I couldn't tell. I thought they were actually real photos of like the real world. They were not. It was wow. all made. And I was shooketh. Y'all, I really would recommend you look up... Um, Unreal Engine 5 and just see some of the images that they've posted because to me, even there was like one human shot. I'm like, that's a portrait. It would they would created that. I we're gonna see a lot of wrinkles, we're gonna see a lot of deep lines, and we are gonna see things we've never seen before. Those pores, they're gonna be there. So Nanite opens the ability pores, yeah. (laughs) Not even in games do we get to escape the reality. (laughs) The reality of the world. So it opens the ability to use highly detailed geometry while maintaining good runtime performance. So you're not like the graphics are good, but the game doesn't run smoothly. You're not compromising on anything. So how cool, right? You know what? Like, yeah, like I know I, I don't know anything about these things, but I'm like, how? I how right? does that work? It's like I'm so like so cool. I so genuinely want to know, but like I just know like I don't have like the information or like like knowledge to like grasp how. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, how and why? And how did we get there? You know? <laughs> but, no, but I, actually, you're I'm asking not the questions. Know. Yeah. So I don't know, but they figured it out. And that's great. And this is only the beginning. Because if this is, I just love how every time we say something, it's like this is just the beginning of how far we can go and how far everything will advance. Technology advances and really shapes and changes our gaming experience. So, with that, I'm going to take a sip of water because this next section, 
Oh. About Lumen. It's going to really light up your world. It might not light up your world. I just wanted to make a little bit of a pun there. Okay. So. Okay. It's good though. <laughs> Thank you. So Lumen is Unreal 5's fully dynamic global illumination and reflections system. Okay. Which means that designers no longer need to choose between the amount of dynamic environments in the game versus the overall lighting and shadow quality. Engineers no longer have to set up and maintain light map farms that slow down builds and can suddenly fail during important milestones. And the finance team at smaller companies no longer need to make capital investments in light lamp farms just to get decent looking demos out the door. It works hand in hand with Nanite as high quality geometry would be wasted without high detail shadows and lighting. So you know, sometimes we're playing games and it's just not vibing. Like they compromise some of the, the lighting not even like the light, but like it affects the gameplay. There's certain things that are happening that does affect the gameplay. This like will have a more lit up experience without drastically impacting the gameplay, which I think is actually kind of cool because we did have a critique previously about how does like developers need to like learn more on lighting, especially for darker skin tones. I think this is really yeah. going to step it up to really include more um, people of color and I think that's really exciting. I think this is what I'm really, really excited for. I'm tired of dark games. Like, I'm blind. I can't see stuff, you know? <laughs> so I'd like to be able to see and really enjoy, like, such a beautiful, lit experience. How are you feeling about that? How freaking cool. I'm excited. I mean, like, I wanted, I, I don't even know what light mapping is. Um, but I, I'm looking right now. It seems like it's almost like a texture map, but for lighting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's correct. So very interesting. Oh my God, we're learning so much. We are episode. learning. We're learning. The listeners are learning. Unless wow. somebody already knows this. And unless, you know what? Keep that to yourself or share it. You know yeah, what? It's you fine. know you didn't. You know. <laughs> if you thought you knew, no, you didn't. The next thing that I want to talk about is called World Partition. And it's a new system which makes it easier to build large open worlds. And as we know, with Elden Ring and the more demand for open world games, this is going to be a game changer because it automates much of what makes open worlds currently so hard to manage. So basically, I mean, I don't know the challenges of this, but if this is so important, it needs to be in there and it's going to make making open world games, larger open world games more possible and more manageable. I am all for this because I do love myself an open world game. I do. So shockingly enough, I'm even shocked about this. I think I understand how world partitions work. Oh, do you? <laughs> um, there's do you uh, a TikTok uh, creator. Um, he's a game developer. I think he's developing this game called Mortal Right. Mm -hmm. But world partitions are like a border that you cross that like loads in certain assets in certain areas. So like it's oh. almost like a separation. Okay. Um, that like connects two worlds that like loads in the things that are going to be for the area you're ascending to. So like you can go back and forth. It's for, you know, res each respective area. So it sort of keeps that sort of separate. So like I'm assuming that because you can, if it makes it easier to create these partitions and separate the sections, a more open game is more plausible because you have the ability to like, like decrease the load time and create those things separation. Mm -hmm. Like there's less like, um, weight on like the the game and software and programming itself than there mm -hmm. would be like if you didn't have that. That's my assumption, but I think that's how it works. You know, it's funny that you mentioned load times because the games that have like the most open world, and I'm thinking of Skyrim, that's like the first one that comes to my head. Those load times, you're just like sitting there and you're yeah. waiting. If they have like a way to like like lower that, I know they have to load the game parts, but 
this is really cool. This is actually really cool. And um, finally, one file per actor. So if you, Henry, let's say you're a developer, you want to make changes to a particular file, it could lock another developer out of it. So what they were doing until you were done. So it slows everybody down. So now one file per actor or OFPA, OFPA, which I just conned right now, lets a developer work with a very small partition building block of the level without affecting anyone else's work, which drastically eases the workflow for everybody. And this is kind of fun that this was added because this has been added in my job. And uh, so as many of y'all know, I work in audit and we have to constantly work on (laughs) audit. You do tax. I'm not going to get heated about that right now, but you are sharing working papers a lot and there's a lot of conflict if someone's in it or Mm -hmm. if you have to wait for them to get out, like to have something like this. Well, they obviously have new softwares coming out. I can't talk about that, but having something like this in the game industry is groundbreaking because now you don't have to wait on people. You can each do your own tasks and still collectively create the unit that you're trying to do. You're trying to, you know, create the output that you want without affecting the overall time. If anything, this increases efficiency which in part yeah. should allow more time to other areas, which they might, you know, kind of push aside. I'm looking at you, cyberpunk. But anyways. Well, <laughs> I like this because, first of all, it makes the devs' lives easier, yes. I hope. Um, I like increased, I like like a good workflow, a workflow that's best for everyone. I'm such a supporter of that. And what a fun thing to, like, like we keep talking about games, but like this is an aspect that it affects the development, but like it really is more for like the people who are developing as opposed to like the post product. So I love that this is included in here. I freaking love that. Like good for them. I hope mm-hmm. I hope they like that. I don't mean I don't know. Are you a game dev? Tell us if you would like that. It sounds like something. I think would be it's good. something that people like. It's, if it increases job like efficiency and makes the job easier because they are under a lot of pressure, right? And it's. They can only do so much that's in their control. So I'm a big fan and an advocate for anything that makes your life easier and doesn't mm-hmm. make you work same, as same. hard. Because we're already working so hard. like Too if, hard. If we can automate things and help us without us having to, you know, work those extra hours and not get paid for it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if this is making someone's life easier and it's also a better experience for us, then why would we not support it fully? Why? 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 Anyways, that is Epic's new game launcher. Unreal Engine 5. I'm super stoked for it. I'm super stoked for it. And some games have been confirmed for it. I did not write them down, but they're going to look great. So well, there you go. That'll be in a different episode. Yeah, actually, that will be in a different episode. That's a good idea. We can really talk about how different it is from other platforms that you can play it on. So. Yes. Also, before we go into your section, I will say that I think people would buy a game on another launcher if it was like a significantly drastic uh, like experience, like for example, Dark Souls versus Dark Souls Remastered, you're obviously going to get remastered. So I don't think they're going to have any issues with any sales. I'm excited. All right, Dale. So what I want to tell you about and what I'm excited about and something, a topic sort of we talked about in this episode when we talk about gaming is VR. Um, and very, very recently within this year, January, um, Sony announced at his keynote speech at CES, um, that was this year's, um, that they are going to be releasing the PS uh, VR 2. So their second like iteration of VR gaming uh, for the PlayStation 5, it seems. Um, and it's going to be, it's just called the PlayStation 
virtual reality too. PSVR too. They love mm-hmm. letters there at, mm-hmm. at Sony. Um, that has been confirmed, and there have been images released, which is very, very exciting. Um, their controller name has also been confirmed. I love a, I love a name. I love a title. So um, their remotes um, are called VR2 Sense Controller, and this is okay. speculated to be launching next year in 2023. Oh, what's um, it's coming up? We're like yeah, six so months away. Not too far. Actually, less than six months, but um, wow. But yes, the, this is going to be a big step up. Uh, PlayStation's first like VR system was very bulky. There's a lot of different parts and um, sort of like there's a lot of like aspects to it that weren't super functional and seamless um, mm-hmm. when it came to like the system itself. So this is going to be um, it's going to be a one cord system. And that's like the standard for like a lot of VR systems now. But this is the first time PlayStation's, PlayStation's going to do it, which is nice. Yeah, um, they're going to be caught up with everyone else and sort of the VR what we expect from a VR console slash mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Um, PSVR 2 will feature a 4K HDR, uh, a 110-degree field of view of visuals with um, foveated, I believe is the word, uh, mm-hmm. rendering. So what foveated means is that um, it has like this eye-tracking system within the goggles, and wherever you're looking, it's going to make sure that that is the highest quality rendered um, sort of imagery you're looking at and oh. then, like sort of like your the rest of your field of vision or like your what do you call when you look from like you're not looking somewhere but you, oh, your peripheral mm-hmm. your peripheral vision is like not as rendered so that it, you know we make sure everything's running smoothly and optimally and then but it uses your eye tracker to sort of determine what to render at what level hmm. that's cool so, yeah very like a weird sciencey that like like well, funny thing to like make and create and include that's like effective. I don't know. Cool. This yeah. is what I would have never thought of to do that. I don't know. I'm not again, not a game dev. So what do I know? <laughs> um, so Sony said last month, actually, that it will have. I don't know if it was last month. I, don't, I didn't write that. So Sony said that it will have more <laughs> than 20 games ready for the launch of PlayStation VR 2 at launch. So um, a pretty decent selection of titles for especially for a VR system. Um one of the first games that they announced uh, was called Horizon Call of the Mountain. And that's actually a spinoff of like Horizon Zero Dawn in that franchise. Oh. Um, so another game within that world, um, but different. Um, okay. They showed, if you want to YouTube, they have like the trailer for it. It's very, very exciting. And then as well, during the latest state of play, Sony debuted a trailer for um, The Walking Dead, Sinners and Saints, Chapter 2, which is going to be, Chapter 2 Retribution, which is going to be on um, the PSVR 2 as well, as well as... Resident Evil 4, the remake, and a new version of Resident Evil Village that's going to be on the VR, too. Okay, I can't imagine playing Village VR. I can't either. I can't. If you're a person who's going to play that, God bless, but not me. Y'all are, like, cracked. The feeling of just being there, like, it's you. I know sometimes you've experienced VR before, right? Yeah. So for me, when I was playing like Beat Saber or playing some other games, I have this feeling of like I'm going to get like lost in the VR system. It's like a very weird like anxiety thing. But the idea of me playing something VR and it's like actually me being chased or being hunted. Like sometimes you forget that you're in VR. You've seen those videos of parents and then their kids like trolled with like a horror video or something like. Yeah. The fact that this is going to be so good. And what you said about the Fovita, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Yeah, it's just going to make everything it. your eyes are always going to see the highest quality and you're not going to be able to really some I think some people were actually going to forget that this is VR and that's a little concerning but also kind of cool you know like they can make it so good 
Yeah. Also so scary. The anime sword art online and then the one that that's based off of. Oh, like, yes. Gives me such fear of like VR. Of being well, like, we're not like. We're not like brain diving, like we're up and moving. So like we're not there yet. So thank God. But like I'm like ah, every time I do, it, I'm like, am I going to be stuck in this? No, I know. Like and also, do I want to be stuck in this game forever? Is this the game that I'm I choosing know. forever? Imagine, anyways, village. There's yeah, no there's food. no village. <laughs> <laughs> um. So um. So they're like the SIE president um for the I don't know Sony PlayStation like the mm-hmm. in that whatever so many titles at companies I don't know what they do they have a lot of or, titles or where yeah what do we even titles. do no we we know what we do <laughs> <laughs> but right now they this is what he said he said right now there are a considerable amount of money being spent on partnerships with independent and other third party developers to secure a considerable pipeline of attractive VR content at the launch of PlayStation VR two okay um, so they're really doing their best effort to create a fantastic library of games. Um, for all the VR players. And he said that energy and effort and money will continue to grow as the installed base of PlayStation VR 2 headset grows also. So as the um, games grow, as the PlayStation VR 2 is like bought and expands, they're committed and dedicated to expanding their library of games. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, they have, so just very, very recently, I think like two or three days ago to when we're filming this episode, um, the they had i guess like not really leaked but images are out um sort of leakedish um of the PlayStation VR2 headset and the goggles and they're super super sleek they're very like round sm- like smooth i think they're going to come out in white in like a dark gray or a dark black kind of color uh, that slate color um i believe but they're very very nice very very sleek design which i thought looked very very nice mm. yeah so next that. year we'll be um hopefully sony will be sending us our own Sony, if you're listening to this, to review for we you. love you. Actually, Sony's yes. like not going to be that person, but I've always been Team Sony. I just love my PS3. <laughs> so, so I'm Team Sony when it comes to like camera equipment. Like I love. Oh, like, Sony! For my, like, I'm I'm filming video. out of Sony right now. They've got such high quality content, like not content products. I just threw something. Um, I had to to try to get my cat off the table. Uh, <laughs> but yes, speaking of high quality products, Dale. <laughs> Uh, Sony just announced um, they are jumping into the gaming gear space and they just uh, launched a new line of like, I guess, like their first iteration of like some of their gaming gear that they're going to start hope maybe making more of in the future. Mm-hmm. They just announced uh, it's called InZone and they launched with three different headsets and one monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, the design of the headsets are very like sleek, white and rounded. Um, so they kind of look very like professional, high quality. There's not like RGB. Um, they're like more simpler and like more um, like I would say neutral. So like they don't have like a gamer type feel to them. Ah. Um, so they feel like more traditional multi-use headsets, but they look very high quality. Um, that so if you think feels that's like right you, up my alley. Oh my god, I don't yeah, really like them. I don't really like to have RGB on my body. You know, yeah, I like to have it on my computer or like like you know, behind me in my room, but like on me, I'm ge- generally like just like a matte person. I'm not like super shiny. Yeah, I don't know if that was like a weird thing to say, but <laughs> like I think that's so cool. So Sony, hit up your girl Dale and Henry and Henry. Yeah, and Henry, yes, but mostly Dale. Well, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed these fun facts, these wonderful the future of gaming tech to come as much as we have. Uh, Please let us know what you thought about the episode. You can follow us on all of our socials, Easy Mode Show. And what what are you most excited for, Henry? I'm really excited for the uh, Unreal Engine 5. Like that? 
blows my mind away. Yes, I cannot wait to see how developers use this new um, this new program to like create their games and like develop the worlds in. I'm intrigued to see how Unreal Engine is going to work with all the various consoles we have now. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to know what consoles we have coming out in the future and how those are going to like integrate with Unreal Engine. Yes. Um, and I'd like to learn what other um, what do you even call Unreal Engine? Like that's a I'm losing the word. For it's it a right launcher. Like, it's a game launcher. Yeah, it's like what the games like exist in. I yes, guess. that's correct. What, what are the other launchers and like programs that run the games or the games live in? What are they doing to compete with? Yeah, that's like the competition. I'm intrigued, oh, man. To, I'm intrigued to see what's going to come and we'll yeah. be sure to keep you updated on those things. Oh, yeah, as well. we always do. You're yes, on easy. We always yeah, do. You're on easy. Mode. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>